Welcome back to the Mentors Connect podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Chloe. And today on the podcast, we had Michael Olmer on, who is the chairman of the major Australian corporation, Landlays. On the podcast, him and I discussed not only his amazing career journey to where he is today, but also how the construction, infrastructure and development industries are changing. So a really interesting discussion. And before we get on to meeting Michael and discussing this interesting topics, please make sure to like this podcast episode, follow and subscribe to the Mentors Connect podcast. And now with much further ado, let's go and meet Michael. Today, I'm very excited to have Michael on, who is the chairman of the major Australian organization, Wendlease. And today, I'm very excited to have him on to talk about construction, infrastructure, the building industries. I think he's definitely qualified to discuss this. And at the end, we're also going to be hopefully getting a piece of advice from Michael. So make sure to tune in for that. But thank you, Michael, so much for coming on today. Thank you, Chloe. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much. So I was hoping to get started. Now, you know, we see you're the chairman of Wendelay, such an amazing role. But what I'm curious about is your journey. So could you tell us a bit how you got there? Okay, Chloe. So uh, I started out... Um, uh, high school uh, in London in, in, uh, in the UK and um, after that uh, I went to Sussex University and did a degree in mathematics uh, because I really enjoyed maths and science at school um, and then my first uh, role was with uh, a chartered accounting firm called KPMG and uh, with them, I worked in London for five years, then in America for a couple of years, and then came to Australia initially for two years, but uh, obviously decided to stay. Um, I spent the first 25 years of my uh, professional career in professional services with uh, KPMG and Coopers and Librand. And then I moved into banking. So I had senior roles with uh, Commonwealth Bank of Australia and also with uh, National Australia Bank. And then I stepped down from executive roles 10 years ago and have been a non-executive director of Foster's Brewing, uh, Woolworths, the supermarket chain. I and work at Woolworths. You do, oh, yeah. fantastic. A lot of people st started their great careers at Woolworths. I'm mm -hmm. delighted to hear that. And, um, and then, as you say, Chloe, I'm chairman of Lendlease. Um, I've also done quite a few things in the not-for-profit sector. So I've been on the council of two girls' schools, uh, chaired a not-for-profit that facilitated businesses um, supporting disadvantaged schools. And I recently retired as chairman of the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra and also as a trustee of the National Gallery of Victoria. So you've done a lot of amazing things, both in the business world and in your communities, which is amazing. So it was good to get a bit of background about yourself, Michael. And now I want to move on to the bulk of our discussion today. And this is all focused around the future. So firstly, I wanted to ask you, how has technology changed the way Wendelease operates as a business, as a company? That's a great question, Chloe, because uh, in the property sector around the world, it's one of the few sectors that hasn't really faced radical disruptive change from technology, uh, as we've seen, for example, in communications with things like Netflix and, and all of those streaming services. 
but at lend lease we think it's coming down the pike and um, we've decided that we're going to get out there and sort of lead that that technical technological change and so we're working on programs that will impact uh, every aspect of our business and that starts with the way we design buildings and we design uh, urban um, uh, communities and nowadays we do we have the capability to do that digitally and the fantastic thing that allows us to do is come up with essentially an infinite number of options and, and therefore get the best outcome for the community, find the best way to position and, and, and shape the various buildings, uh, etc. Um, and, and then we use digital techniques uh, to uh, not only design, but also do the detailed engineering and structural, structural drawings. Um, and then when we construct our buildings, we're increasingly uh, using automated digital techniques off-site, uh, and that does a number of things for us. It's much safer uh, to do some of that construction off-site rather than people uh, high up in the air where there's a danger of either them falling or them dropping something and, and hitting someone below. Um, and it's also more, more efficient. Um, and then when the buildings are finished and, and we have a funds management business that owns quite a number of the buildings and, and operates them, um, we are using technology to understand how to get the best out of those buildings, how to minimise the consumption of energy, how to make them more sustainable and, and have a, a, a smaller impact on the environment. So we can see that we're using technology in every aspect of, of what we do at Lend Lease. And that sounds amazing. And, you know, Lend Lease is such a large organisation, so I can only just imagine the magnitude of doing this and, you know, now implementing all this technology. But thank you for that. So continuing on, you kind of gave us a segue, but how has sustainability impacted, you know, Lend Lease and the industries which it's within? Well, from a, a starting point, Chloe, uh, the construction and property development industry and, and cities generally are major contributors to greenhouse gases around the world. And the estimates are anywhere between 20 and 40 percent of all greenhouse gas is, is sourced out of our urban environments. Uh, and that is because the amount of carbon dioxide that's emitted uh, when, for example, you uh, create concrete, um, when you create steel, which obviously is a large component of, of any building, um, and then when the buildings are operated in terms of heating and cooling. And so there's a, a massive challenge and an opportunity by improving uh, the way we construct buildings and also the way buildings are operated to reduce that impact on the uh, the uh, carbon dioxide um, emissions, and therefore to uh, mitigate and reduce uh, the impact on climate change. So the sort of things we're doing is um, we are increasingly using renewable timber. Uh, and in Australia here, Len Lease has constructed some of the largest timber buildings uh, in the world. We've gone as high now as uh, uh, 11 storey high buildings constructed wow. out of Renewable, renewable timber and actually they, they are you notice when you're in these buildings they just seem sort of quieter um, just more more um, natural 
and a much nicer place uh, to work in. Um, we're also working with companies on what's called low carbon steel. So it's steel that's manufactured in a way that consumes much less carbon. Um, we're also working with uh, other companies on something called green cement. And it's green because it's sort of environmental, uh, but that's cement that uses uh, uh, recycled materials. So again, it's reducing um, the, the impact uh, on the environment of, of something like cement. So the great thing about a company like Lend-Lease that's passionate about doing what we can uh, for sustainability is that you do attract interest from all sorts of different companies that have got innovative ideas. And then we work with them around the world to see, well, how can we make these um, uh, sensible and, uh, and operational and therefore reduce the impact on the environment? Well, that's amazing. I think it's so cool. I've learned a lot of new things like green cement. And, you know, I've done a fair bit of research on the construction industry and Lendlease has definitely, you know, been a really good company pushing for sustainability. So kudos to Lendlease and everyone. But continuing on, like, is the future of development sustainable? Do you see this? I'm kind of getting that vibe. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's a whole range of, um, of things, Chloe, that we, that we can do in this space. And if I start from when we when we construct. So when you see these huge tower cranes, uh, typically they're driven by diesel engines. We're, we are phasing out the use, use of diesel tower cranes around the world wow. and replacing them with electric ones uh, so that we can then power those with renewable energy. And I can imagine um, that would cost a fair bit to replace all of that. So that's very good. Anyway, continue Yes, on. and. And whilst we're in that process of replacing it, believe, believe it or not, there is renewable diesel. So in our, in our UK business, uh, there's a company that's come up with uh, a, a diesel fuel that emits much less carbon dioxide. And so all our cranes in the UK are powered by this renewable diesel. Here in Australia, we've moved almost entirely to electric cranes and our construction business now is 100% renewable, uh, either through the use of renewable energy or buying offsets um, to offset the uh, carbon dioxide that we do uh, release. Uh, another thing which people don't focus on is, is I know gas is being used as a transition from coal-fired power stations, for example, to ultimately renewable electricity. But gas itself does emit carbon dioxide. And what we're doing there is any new development that is one of our developments, um, we are not using gas in there for cooking or heating. Um, and so in America, where we have a lot of apartments we build, we now build those apartments if they're being built on our account rather than for a client, uh, solely using electric electricity for heating, for cooking, uh, and then making sure that the electricity is then eventually sourced through um, renewable, uh, renewable supplies. And then you've got all the other things that you see, like solar panels, uh, putting gardens on top of, um, of uh, rooftops. And that's a great way of insulating uh, the roof more effectively. Uh, so that stops heat escaping. So you use less energy. Uh, but it's also good for the environment in the way it acts as a, a carbon sink. So 
there's a whole raft of things um, that are here. And uh, you mentioned the research you're doing. I encourage anyone who's interested to go online and look at our annual report. And in our annual report, we have a large section on all the various things we're doing for climate change, but also for biodiversity and a whole range of other things in, in this sort of sustainable uh, area. No, we'll definitely go check it out, everyone. I think that would be a big eye opener. But continuing on, so what role do young people play in the construction infrastructure development industry moving forward, do you think? There's a, there's a whole range of uh, really exciting career opportunities for young people in, in, in our industry. And we're very keen uh, to attract as, as many as we can. At Glen Lease, we have a, a large graduate recruitment program, which uh, in each of the countries we operate in, and we operate in about a dozen countries around the world. And we're also working very hard to encourage more and more uh, young women uh, into the industry because it's a reality that at the moment there are fewer women who are doing uh, engineering and, and related degrees at university but we want to try and change that so that's uh, very very important to us uh, and the other thing that a company like us can do with global operations is you can join us in one country but actually go and work in other countries uh, around the world and what certainly I find so exciting, and I mentioned at the beginning that I've come out of a career in professional services and banking, uh, but to be in an industry where you can actually change the shape of a city or you can create an environment which is just so wonderful for people to live, work and, and play, I think is something that, you know, in, in my professional career, you couldn't actually touch or feel anything that I created, whereas the people who work on the front line at Glen Lease are sort of literally shaping cities. And it's just a, a phenomenal thing to see and, and, and doing this uh, all around the world. Well, I think that's actually probably a great way to end this section. And before we finish up, Michael, I was hoping if you could perhaps give a piece of advice to someone who's you know, aspiring to join a company like Glen Lease, that's such a big company and also, you know, be a part of the way of reshaping communities and building infrastructure? Well, I think first up uh, around what you choose to do at school and at university, I, I'd strongly suggest people to focus very much on things that they love, that they enjoy and that they're excited about. I, I mentioned at the beginning, I happened to love maths and science and went on to do that at university. And, and that, I think taught me a lot about how to analyze problems and come up with solutions. Now, the reality is in my subsequent career, I, I didn't actually use specifically much of what I did in that maths uh, programs, uh, potentially some of the work on statistics, but I did a pure maths degree and, and an applied maths degree. So there's a lot of stuff there that was fabulous at the time, never used again, but it taught me how to, to think how to think logically, how to analyze. Um, and so that I think is number one. And then number two, then in choosing your career, if you look at someone like Len Lease and property development and, and construction, people would be surprised at the range of talents that, that we need in, in order to do what we do. Um, so first up, 
when we're doing a major urban uh, redevelopment, we need to understand where society is heading, what are communities looking for, what is the shape of the future going to be where people are going to have uh, fantastic environments to live in. Um, having done that, we then need people who can actually design what those communities are going to look like. We then need engineers who can help us understand how, it, how you structurally are going to build and, and create those, um, those uh, communities. But then we need scientists who are going to help us understand what we're doing with climate change, what we're doing with biodiversity. Uh, then you need the people to work on the various trades that help us construct these buildings. I've mentioned everything we're doing in digital. Uh, and then finally, you need people who can operate these buildings. We own uh, apartment buildings, office buildings, shopping centres all around the world and, and operate them. Um, and so you need people who can do that. So people need to understand that in, in companies like Glen Lease and many other companies, there's an amazing diversity of um, skills and experience that's required. But what I would do first up is you've got to find something that you really enjoy, that you're really passionate about, and then that will help you get on to the first stage of, of what I hope will be a very exciting career. No, Alva, thank you so much, Michael, for coming onto the podcast today and sharing with all of us your insights, your background, and that great piece of advice there. And thank you all to all the listeners for listening to me and Michael chat today. Hope you enjoyed and make sure to like the podcast episode. Thank you, Michael, once again. Thanks, Chloe. It's been fantastic. Well done. Thank you. Bye, everyone.